Welcome back to another episode of Brutal Politics. I'm your host, Kyle Beckman, and what we are going to talk about today is how YouTube has canceled President Trump's CPAC speech and uh, how the full length of that is not available on YouTube. I searched high and low after already listening to it. Uh, then I listened to it again after uh, reading a little bit about it's actually really hard to go and find the justification as to why they canceled President Trump's speech. Ultimately, it had to do with uh, quote-unquote election claims or allegations, you know, and I listened to it. All right, so... This episode, I'm going to try and keep it shorter than the other ones, but it might, I might go off on tangents as I, I want to do. So, you know, you know, as they say, hold on to your butts because I might go off into the weeds, but I'm going to try and keep it at least initially focused on President Trump's speech at CPAC. Ultimately, President Trump's speech at CPAC, it, okay. I'm going to start off with just the, the speech alone. The speech alone was perfectly fine. All right, there was there was nothing wrong with the speech. The speech was clear. It had its points. Um, I actually saw though that Huffington Post and some others were talking about like how it was a meandering or a uh, you know a, a, just this diatribe, this uh, you know crazy you know. Um, I don't know, like uh, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride of, as of speeches. It wasn't anything like that. It was a completely concise and clear speech. It was well-structured. It was very clear. It, there was no... I mean, I go off on tangents with, when I'm talking to you guys. So it's like, if you're listening to one of my podcasts, I meander, I go off, I mean... Usually I'm doing these things after having a few drinks. So, I mean, you know, it's like talking to your drunk uncle when you're talking to me. So it's like, okay, fine. You know, you can expect that from me. But President Trump doesn't do that when he's going on one of his speeches. His his speeches are well-tailored. He's got his uh, he's got the teleprompter there. You know, he generally keeps on, on, on message. And... Uh, you know, when he doesn't have the teleprompter, sure, he meanders quite a bit more. You know, he goes off on, on, on tangents, and he goes and kind of riffs, and, and it's a stream of consciousness. But what, what was going on at CPAC, it was very well-structured. It was a, a wonderful speech, in my opinion. Um, very, very respectable. Um, you know, but, but then you had, like, this, you know, the... the the late night douche canoe, uh, Jimmy Fallon going and saying that it was a, it, it, it was just this, you know, mess of a speech and that like, it, it wasn't anything, you know, that was structured or anything like that. And that's completely false. The reality is, is that it was completely on message and it was completely structured and it was completely, uh, w within, uh, logical and reasonable confines of the arguments at hand. Now, the question is, is that why was it removed from YouTube in its entirety? 
And the short answer is, is that YouTube just doesn't like to go and have President Trump have any exp exposure after his, uh, um, you know, after the 2020 election. They are trying to cancel this man. They're trying to go and deny this man the ability to speak. That's what big tech is doing. So Google, who owns YouTube, is... Uh, and uh, Susan uh, 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 Wojcicki, I believe it is, uh, uh, if, I'm, if I'm butchering her last name, I apologize, uh, who is the CEO of YouTube, uh, she and her ilk and, and uh, Google and Alphabet at large, uh, the company that was once YouTube, uh, Google, and uh, then they had to be split up. Um, the reality is, is that these these companies are looking to silence President Trump. They're looking to silence his message uh, because his message is powerful. His message shows a contrast to this weak puppet, this weak Manchurian candidate, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is ultimately a commie Chinese puppet. This guy is, a, you know, you want to talk about the uh, the vulnerability of this country right now. This country is absolutely vulnerable to the Chinese government. It's susceptible to the Chinese government. You have a president who is exposed, who who is on the payroll of the Chinese government. You you have you know his his family that are on the payroll of the Chinese government. You have a compromised president. This is the most dangerous situation we've ever experienced in the history of the United States. You know the the speculation of of President Trump being a, a Russian asset pales in comparison to the reality, the truth of Joe Biden's corruption with the Chinese government. There's we've got the receipts you know it, it's it's no longer just a, a speculation it's no longer just a bedtime story we've got the receipts ladies and gentlemen the facts are the facts and the left needs to accept it i have people who actually who used to go and do canvassing for the democrats who who it was who is a union lobbyist i have them I, I could, I mean, hey, ask for the receipts. I'll show you the screenshots. I'll block out her name. But, you know, the reality is, is that I have union lobbyists who are going and saying that Joe Biden is a shit president. They're absolutely disgusted with this. These are people who are diehard, you know, Democrats. These are people who honestly would go beyond, you know, uh, finding out the gender of, uh, or the, the sex of, of a baby would still allow probably an abortion. That's, you know, to the level of depravity, you know, or I'm not going to say depravity because this person is a really nice person. But, the you know, the reality is is that they might go beyond and allow a woman to go and get an abortion beyond that, okay? So, like... I'm not going to go and attack this person because they're a really good person. They're a really good close friend, but they still hold a lot of probably like core Democrat values. Um, they loathe President Trump, probably less so now. 
I mean, just after seeing Joe Biden. I mean, the reality is, is Joe Biden has just become an abject failure as a president thus far. But I will say that this individual has said they find that Joe Biden to be a, a very a, a objectionable president. They find they find him to be disgusting, pretty much. I I know they're frustrated, and I if if this individual is frustrated with with President Biden, then I'm pretty sure there's about between twenty to thirty million voters who voted for Biden who are disgusted. If we believe the 80 plus million vote uh, uh, story. And the reason why I don't believe that is because I just, I mean, we've already seen like the Steven Crowder's uh, videos showing that, you know, the, the, the false ad- addresses for the individuals who voted all of that stuff uh, that he's actually had to have his interns go out there with a newspaper showing the date Showing the the uh, the address, the address is a an empty lot or or a, a, an abandoned building, um, or they you know, and then there's others, or it could be even an intersection or a median or something like that, where the you know or an underpass you know, or overpass or whatever, uh, where the person should be listed as their uh, voting address, and then some of them are updated in the voter rolls the next day. And it's like, hmm, why did that? It's like, look, I don't believe in coincidences at this point. Why is it that those individuals were coincidentally updated the day after? And it's because probably somebody was like, oh shit, they're on to us. Hey, ring, ring, ring. Hey, election office, you got to go and fix this. You know, which you know, in this in these situations, it was Nevada, which is controlled by who? The Democrats. And who controls Nevada? The unions. And what are the unions controlled by in Nevada? The mafia. And you know, it, it's like, look, th- this is no different than Tammany, you know, Square or, or Tammany Hall. This is this is no different. All right, this is this is the Democrat operation. Okay, this hasn't changed. In the history, you know, it was like back when like people got, you know, arrived from Ellis Island and it's like you had Tammany Hall. It's like, congratulations, you know, you you Italians, you Germans, you Irish, you know, hey, sign up for 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 the Democrat Party. Here's, you know, uh, uh, some some cheese and meat and bread. You know, don't you want to join the, you know, the Democrat Party? You know, that's what they do. All right. They fooled people. You know, they fooled the black community. You know, you know, remember what Lyndon B. Johnson said, you know, I'll have these N words voting Democrat for 200 years. Now, because the, you know, people are waking up, people are leaving the quote unquote plantation. You know, people are like realizing that the Democratic Party is actually a bunch of BS and all they are is identity identity wokesters. They're trying to just go and like screw people over for absolute power. Now the the Democrats are going like, we gotta change our model. Now we gotta be open borders to allow all the illegal immigrants to come on over because clearly the legal Hispanics and 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 the um, black community 
are starting to go and get a little dicey with the Democrat message because they all realize it's all bullshit and that you don't actually need to rely on the government in perpetuity. So now the reality is we need to go and change that message. So that's what they're all shifting on, right? Well, you know, President Trump came along and showed that, you know what, the, the, the Hispanics and blacks and, you know, uh, you know, other minorities, you don't have to always rely on the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party isn't there for you. They're there for them. You know, why is it that we have, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, why is it that we have a wall around the Capitol right now? Clearly, it's not because of a bunch of armed rednecks because there was no weapons identified as far as, like, guns are concerned at the June or January 6th riot. None occurred. They, they weren't there. It was just a, that, that was a farce. It was a lie. So why do you need thousands of National Guard there for a bunch of unarmed people. And guess what today was? Today was March 4th. Supposedly, with the QAnon people, this was supposed to be the day that we were supposed to arrest, you know, uh, uh, control uh, from from this, uh, you know, this fascist government, take it over and replace, you know, Joe Biden with President Trump as as the president and that we are all supposed to do that. Well, here's March 4th, just like the crazy preacher on the corner who goes and says, you know, the end is nigh, you know, this date has come and gone. So nothing happened today. None of that occurred. So clearly that is, you know, that, that excuse or, or that, uh, you know, they said that they had, you know, uh, 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 a reliable intelligence, <laughs> How many times have we seen that our government had reliable intelligence? Remember, you know, the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Come on. You know, it's all bullshit. You know, reliable intelligence. Well, you know, somebody farts, you know, and say, well, it's reliable intelligence that there's a dirty bomb on the way. You know, it's like, come on. This is the bullshit. This is the lie. This is where it's like you know. So we what we're going to keep up the razor wire and 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 the fencing, you know, at the Capitol in perpetuity. We're going to keep the National Guard there forever. That's 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 the that's the future, because you see, the questionable government. That the, look, I can't prove based on the information I have if there was sufficient enough evidence to overturn the election but i do have some evidence that there was election fraud and that people who who question who, who supposedly voted may not have voted there's there's enough there the unfortunate thing is that there's no recourse for that though as stephen crowder has shown in his videos but President Trump goes at CPAC and goes and talks about some of this. He goes and talks about, hey, you know, you know, he he does like I mean, his first thing they said was, you know, well, we won the, you know, he's like they didn't win the White House this last time. He's like, and you know what? In 2024, 
you know, I, I have to go and like win it again, you know, and then to, to applause and all this stuff. And it's like, look, he's just, again, that's not saying that there was fraud, you know, and, and, and which YouTube's terms of service are that you have to go and say that there was election fraud and that the election fraud, um, overturned the election, uh, had there not been election fraud, president Trump had, would have won or, or something to that degree. And the reality is, is that president Trump never says in his president Trump never says in his speech at CPAC this last weekend, he never says had there you know not been this election fraud, I would have won. What he says is he goes and says, you know, th- there there were, uh, you know, how could this have happened? You know, he questions the the legitimacy. He goes and says, how how could this have happened that there were more voters than people? And you know he doesn't he he does it in a in in inarticulately fashion or an inarticulate fashion excuse me and he questions the legitimacy of the election questioning the legitimacy of the election isn't does doesn't violate the terms of service of YouTube. Yet YouTube has taken it upon themselves to misconstrue what President Trump said and to repackage it as justification for censoring his speech and in its entirety. And that is where it's dangerous. Because you see, we clearly YouTube has gone beyond its terms of service. Clearly, YouTube has gone beyond its identified restrictions on comments on the 2020 election. Now, they're going above and beyond. They're now going and saying, if you even surmise or even if you allude to, you get banned. You get blocked. Any, 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 you know, um, right side broadcasting, for instance, that, you know, they, they broadcast, uh, president Trump's speech at CPAC. I mean, it got huge amounts. I mean, uh, them, uh, Forbes, uh, you know, political, any of them, I, a lot of them, I, anybody who, who, who showed the entirety of the speech got blocked or, or, or it got, you know, shut down. I really hope that they're all, um, I I really hope that they're all pushing to go and have it brought back up because you know this all happened in the last uh, 24 hours I believe and it, it it's abhorrent. The reason why it's abhorrent is because you see President Trump didn't say you know to the degree that you know that there was massive amounts of voter fraud and if it you know hadn't happened I would have won. He implied it, but it wasn't stated specifically. And the point is, is it's like you actually have to 
at least from what I've seen, you have to specifically say that it happened. President Trump didn't specifically say it happened. He danced around it, but he didn't specifically say it. So in that regard, YouTube decided to go and make certain executive decisions uh, by interpreting something that wasn't actually being stated. So that's where it's dangerous. You know, again, then that means then that here's other things that like are, are dangerous, you know, the young Turks. So I live in Northern California. I, I, I'm in a suburb of uh, Sacramento is that, you know, a few years back, you know, back when like black lives matter was, you know, gearing up and everything like that. Um, and, uh, you know, um, this attorney, uh, crumb who has been, um, the racial pimp for all of these, uh, dead black guys that, you know, basically were committing crimes and being stupid. Um, you know, he, he's been the race hustler, you know, for, uh, all of these families basically going hustling to go and get them millions of dollars winning the ghetto lottery, as we say. And, you know, look, if you don't like that term, guess what? The reality is it's the ghetto lottery. All right. You know, it's like a bunch of, you know, jackals going and uh, doing a bunch of dumbass shit, committing crimes, you know, getting shot up by police. And then, you know, the family's clutching their pearls. I mean, like, my baby, my baby, what happened to my baby? You know, why, why is my baby dead? And it's like, well, because you're, you know, you're a shitty family and you guys, you know, didn't do much to go and help your kid and, you know, raise your kid in a good culture, you know, and then your kid's dead because, you know, hey, guess what? You know, run up, get done up. You know, it's like, you know, you play, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Hello. You know, you guys don't care about the kid being dead. Now you're just like, give me my money. Give me my money. I want my money. You know, I want, I want my reparations. This is my reparations. That's what it is. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't, 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 don't pretend like you give a shit about the kid. You know? I, you raised shitty children. They did, they led shitty lives. They did shitty things, led criminal lives. And they get shot and you're just like, oh my gosh. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. You know, so you you call me a racist, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. You know, the reality, I'm just pointing out the truth. I'm pointing out facts. This isn't about racism. This is about, look. If it was a white kid doing the same stupid shit, I'd say the same thing. But, you know, this seems to be a thing that only, you know, tends to be uh, marketed and and proliferated in the media of of the black community. And it's like, come on. All right. (laughs) Expect better of your community. (laughs) That's all I can say. You know, don't. (laughs) But. You know, it's like, but when Stefan Clark got shot by the police after they told him, you know, hands up, quit running, stop, all this shit, dude goes and runs into the backyard of his grandparents, you know, backyard after, you know, being recorded through helicopter showing him jumping on the, you know, in in the neighbor's backyard and jumping over their shed and all this stuff and jumping in, you know, th- over the wall and all this stuff. Like he's goddamn Mario. Um, 
<laughs> doing stupid shit, you know. And then yeah, he gets you know shot in his grandparents' backyard because he goes and you know points his cell phone like a gun at police, and then police respond back saying "gun, gun, gun," and then fire off several rounds. You know, and then you can see from the police helicopter overhead, you know, the rounds bouncing off the, you could see them, some of the rounds bouncing off the ground where, where, where you know, they're ricocheting, you know, sparking um, you know, after the projectile hits the ground. And, uh, you know, and then obviously several of them hit him. Uh, one of the officers who shot him was a black officer. So just so you know, these are the facts. All right. But the young Turks called this a murder. Murder is a legal term. All right. It was never established through the courts of law that he was murdered. Matter of fact, all cops were exonerated from any type of of criminal activity, any type of murder, any of that. Yes, it was a homicide because any person who dies is a, other than suicide by themselves, you know, any time a person dies, you know, uh, or accident, excuse me, either suicide or by accident, any other time that a person dies is considered a homicide. All right. So any time a person dies by actions of another, that's a homicide. It doesn't necessarily mean that because a person shoots another person, it's a murder. For instance, if my wife is walking to her car and there's a mugger or something like that, who's trying to grab my wife's purse and I see him and, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, stop right there. And he refuses to stop and he's hurting my wife. I pull out a gun and I shoot the guy killing him. That's not a murder. That's a homicide. And I would not be, you know, assuming in California, you know, assuming that I have a concealed carry permit and I use my concealed carry sidearm, assuming that all that is true, that individual was not murdered. That individual, that was a homicide and I acted in self-defense of another. So again, um, I do have a Juris Doctor, so but I am not a licensed attorney, and this is not um, uh, legal advice. I have to say that. But, you know, that said, I mean, I did get an A-plus in criminal law, and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So there's a difference between murder and homicide. Again, you know, it's like murder in the first degree, for instance, is uh, that's premeditated murder. So you've taken steps, you've, you know, thought about it, you've done all that stuff. Um, second degree murder is like, you know, willful wanton disregard for human life and that sort of stuff. Uh, again, a police officer acting as they would in the situation of Stefan Clark when he was killed. No, that was not. That was 
acting with, you know, respect to addressing, um, you know, reasonable, you know, um, you know, probable cause and reasonable, reasonable suspicion that, you know, this individual had a gun, you know, acting within, you know, preservation of, of the officer's life to, you know, stop a, um, a suspect, uh, who they reasonably believed had a gun, you know, given the, the lighting and everything in the situation, that's, that's just fact. So, you know, Again, th- these are these are the reasons why you know it's like you can't trust the media, you can't trust what they believe, you know, and and, and again, it's just like what they say with, with the elections, you know, they go and went and said that, you know, there's um, it, it's been completely debunked or that there's baseless claims of election fraud when the reality is that's not the case. As President Trump said, is that you know the um, the Texas case uh, it was denied on the basis of standing, which we've talked about in episodes prior. Which is is that no, um, there there was no justification for that. It was just merely that uh, the the Supreme Court didn't want to hear the case, um, and Justice Roberts is um, alleged uh, have said you know that you know they're going to have riots and that he just doesn't want to go and have to deal with that uh, because he's basically scared for his life that, you know, they're going to riot at his house or something like that. And he, you know, he's a wuss. All right. So we've got a weak, you know, we've got a weak neocon as our um, chief justice of the Supreme court. We we've also got maybe some potentially, uh, you know, uh, Kavanaugh and maybe even Amy Coney Barrett, who aren't willing to go and stand up and and actually hear the cases because it sounds like that what you got is you got some hardcore big balls in um, Justice Clarence Thomas and Justice Samuel Alito. So those two guys, they're willing to go and get the hefty, you know, hefty hefties on and they're willing to go and, you know, say, hey, let's hear this case. Let's go and hear the, you know, the, the facts of the case. You know, yet you got the other ones who are just like, ah, I don't know. And the other one, sorry, Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch is another one that's also got hefty hefties. So you got at least three conservative justices that got hefty hefties. But you got to have that fourth because it takes four justices to vote to hear a case. So clearly, Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh, those two weak-ass motherfuckers did not want to hear the case for Texas. So, you know, either, you know, um, Chief Justice Roberts got onto them, really got, went and, uh, you know, pressured them or whatnot. And then you have the same thing go on with the Pennsylvania case, whereas that the Supreme Court said that, you know, at this time, the issue is moot because, you know, the, um, you know, the, the decision, the, the, election had already happened and it's like well even if we were to hear this case it's not going to change the outcome of the election well th- that doesn't deny that we should still hear the case as justice clarence thomas said is that this is still an outstanding issue when is the time to hear this case and i've just been feeling that it's like that like our supreme court is lacking and their ability or, or, or their willingness, excuse me, their willingness to go and actually hear these cases. These cases need to be heard. 
you know, what happens when it comes time for Second Amendment cases? You know, when is the right time for that shit? Guess what? Now is the right time. Every time is the right time to hear these cases. This is why I don't believe in the legitimacy of our government. I don't believe in the legitimacy of our laws. I don't believe in the legitimacy of anything. And I live my life accordingly. You know why? Because our government has not proven itself to actually care about the law in which it says it's supposed to follow and also the law in which it's supposed to enforce. It willy-nilly enforces the law, arbitrarily. Yeah, for here, yeah, that, nah, I don't know. You know, it's like, look at our immigration law. We've got laws on the books all throughout. And they just kind of like nitpick and just decide when they're going to go. You know, it all depends on the political situation. Same was with uh, antitrust law. Antitrust law is not followed. Had it been followed, you would not, you would have broken up these big tech firms long ago. You have broken up Google. You you know you wouldn't allow like this you know monolith to go and stand. You would have broken that shit up into a, 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 a multitude of different groups. Now you got Microsoft saying thing. You got uh, Facebook. You, you you got Apple. You got all sorts of them. You know, when you're too big to fail, you're too big. So that also then goes to our financial sector. You know, we can go and take down our financial sector too. Take down Goldman Sachs. Take down, uh, you know, some of the rest of them. Take them down, you know. put Cut them down to size. Don't allow them to be able to, you know, do a bunch of M&A. Uh, for those don't know mergers and acquisitions don't allow them to do that do that for other industries too allow competition to exist there should be barriers you know that's where actually i i do oppose laissez-faire capitalism i don't think that that we should have an unfettered capitalist society to that degree, because then at that we've we've seen what unfettered capitalism does. We've seen how big tech has now censored people. When big tech can censor a sitting president of the United States without uh, retribution from the government. For, for such a, a violation of, this, of the First Amendment, which it is, but the again, the, the, the Congress has, has basically extended the First Amendment or, or transferred the First Amendment and taken a hands-off approach to big tech so that they say, oh, well, it's not in, in, in our, it's not our charge anymore. Um, that's where we have problem. We're at that spot now. So basically to go and say, well, President Trump had concerns about the election. He said, 
more people voted than than were on you know that could have voted you know again he he didn't say you know you know, he did say that, yeah, that like these states, they changed their election laws, you know, days before um, and illegally from the date of of before, you know, they, they did it illegally the date shortly before the election. It's not wrong. It, it happened. We have the receipts. He didn't lie on that. Pennsylvania state legislature said, oh, you know, certain about, you know, mailing in ballots and stuff like that. Then the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, in violation of the Constitution of Pennsylvania, extended out the, you know, allowing receipts of those mail-in ballots three days after the election. That's true. Georgia not doing signature verification, settling a lawsuit that was brought by, you know, uh, Stacey Abrams and, you know, her group of jackass Democrats wasn't through the state legislature. They settled a case to go and not do signature verification. That's a violation of the Georgia Constitution. It's true. Same with actions in Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, all sorts of stuff. So, he had at least five to six states violate their, con- their, their, their state constitutions in a variety of ways. President Trump wasn't lying about that. That wasn't hyperbole. Those are facts. So, President Trump going and saying, you know, hey, you know, he won the last time. You know, he's going to win again in 2024 or, or, you know, alluding to that. That, that's, again, that's not sufficient of a violation of YouTube's guidelines in terms of service, especially with their additional terms with the election of 2020. So, President Trump didn't essentially violate the, 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 the guidelines or the terms of service. He's just been, he's just been like, <laughs> President Trump's just been like, you know, doing, doing his, his thing. He's just been going about it. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, I find it to be concerning that YouTube is now speculating or interpreting things and they're doing it in an arbitrary fashion and they're doing it in a biased way that hurts a certain political viewpoint, especially to somebody who is one of the most powerful and influential political figures in the United States. If not the most powerful political figure. Because I'll tell you what, what I see 
when I hear people talking about their, you know, their Biden regret, because that's what's coming. Hashtag Biden regret. Man, people are starting to regret that shit real quick. Yeah, orange man, bad, but guess what? You regret that Biden shit, don't you? Yeah, you do. You regret that. I bet there's people that I know that, like, I mean, I know people that already that are already regretting him. I do. It's, it hasn't been two months yet. They're regretting that shit hardcore. So, the point is, is that this. You can't be blocking somebody so influential. And his influence isn't the only thing. He didn't say anything that violated the terms of service. He didn't say, you know, specifically. Because it's like, look, you know, again, just like for to determine if somebody had incited a riot or incited an insurrection for January 6th. You have to say certain speech. All right, you need to go and say, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. President Trump never said that at this at his rally on January 6th, nor did he say anything to that specificity for alleging election fraud at CPAC in his speech. So that's where it's like, okay, you, you need to specifically say certain things. You got to go and do certain buzzwords and you got to go and do it in a certain manner. And you got to do it in a certain fashion that that triggers the, the violation of terms of service or, or, in, you know, in particular, the additional, you know, uh, restrictions on statements of the 2020 election. President Trump didn't do that. So you can't punish him and you can't punish the networks that went and live streamed his speech. So what needs to be done is YouTube needs to uh, do a retroactive, you know, mea culpa and uh, let the the live streams go back up, let the uh, speech be in entirety, and let everybody hear President Trump's message. So uh, this is going to be a little bit shorter. I'm I'm just trying to talk about this today. I I know that there's plenty of other things going on in the world. Um, you know, quite frankly. Um, Tell, tell your senators to um, vote no on HR 8 and HR 1446. Those are other things. If you're still listening, please, you know, tell them to vote no on that. So other than that, uh, that's what I've got for you guys today. I think I'm just going to call it a day at this point. Um, but I want to tell you guys that it's important to be critical of these these censoring uh behaviors of big tech they they're they're doing things to to just silence and censor people who they don't agree with um president i i listened to president trump's speech twice 
from CPAC. Uh, listened to, I, I listened very closely. Um, I, I, I was being, I was listening with a critical ear to go and see if, if he said anything that was, uh, you know, in violation of U-Turb's terms of service or, or their uh, special uh, restrictions on, um, you know, comments on, on the 2020 election. It didn't rise to that level. So YouTube is engaging in a biased censorship campaign, and this is just, you know, par for the course. But again, you know, if you know anybody who works in tech, I mean, I work in tech, but I don't know anybody who works at YouTube, unfortunately. But uh, if you know anybody, um, you know, reach out to them, tell them, knock this shit off, get these, you know, um, get these streams back up, uh, allow these, you know, don't, you know, you know, erase the strikes on places like uh, right side broadcasting and other, uh, you know, other, other uh, media companies that uh, also uh, streamed President Trump's speech. So don't let, just don't let this to continue. I mean, but be vigilant, you know, be, you know, be aggressive with these people and, and, and tell them, look, this is, you know, knock this shit off. This is not cool. This is not the way that we, you know, should operate. And, you know, it's like, remember, it's like the shoe could be on the other foot and you wouldn't like that either. So don't, don't do this because, you know, the oppressed could become the oppressor like that. I mean, we're already seeing it with, you know, with, with, you know, Hey, you know, black folk are, you know, no longer the oppressed. Now they're the oppressor, uh, or, 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 you know, you know, woke liberals or whatever they're trying to weaponize, um, black people to, you know, basically silence conservatives and, you know, call them, you know, white supremacists or whatever. And, and just saying, Hey, you guys are on our side. Right. And it's like, and a lot of black people are like, no, we're we don't want anything to do with this, you know? So, um, I'm hoping that that tide will turn. I mean, it's kind of looking like there's a chance that that's not, you know, the, the woke white liberals are, are not going to be able to, you know, uh, be allowed to continue on. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, that's, that's a good sign. But again, we all need to stand together. We all, we, you know, nobody wants to be canceled. You know, everybody wants to go and have their, their say, everybody wants to have their comments, um, and, and their opinions and, you know, have a community, have communication. But, you know, if, if we continue down this path as we're currently on, it's going to be bad because it's, it's not going to be, uh, sustainable. And it's, um, we need, we need people to be able to communicate, uh, together and to be able to listen to uh, different points of view. And once we silent a particular point of view, uh, we're going to create an echo chamber, and those are dangerous. It also creates an uh, an underground which bubbles with uh, animosity and uh, resentment, and um, those that that also creates. Um, extremism and uh anger and hate and a whole lot of our stuff that we don't want to go and see in our country so it's important that we all be able to have a civil discourse be able to listen to the different perspectives uh whether we agree with them or not and to allow those people to continue to have a conversation and maybe it might actually 
improve our uh, society and we will be able to you know come together and and in the future so that's my um that's my rose colored glasses uh perspective on that one so anyways uh i'm going to conclude this episode now uh thank you everybody for listening and um there's nothing further so god bless you all and god bless the united states of america take care <laughs>